Now, in the first segment, you heard a gentleman explain to you that my child's father, by the name of Robert Nanius, had gone to CPS and deliberately lied on me to get the baby taken away from me, and then proceeded to attempt to have me killed, beaten to death, many other things, yeah? CPS knows of this lie. And they know of the other lies that were being told on me. But they're going to give my daughter up for adoption. Now, they're not going to send my daughter to her well-to-do grandmother who owns her, her land, who has money, who has raised two kids. Not send her to her grandparents, okay? Totally keep them all out of the loop, right? But they're going to adopt her out to some family or some guy or some girl. Okay, period. Because I'm going to tell you what they did to a friend of mine out here. Right? She had an autistic 16-year-old son. Yeah? CPS had come and got him from her. For whatever the reason. They adopted that little boy out to a grown-ass gay man who is single. Yeah? They adopted that autistic boy out. To a single gay man. This boy who used to love his mother. And I mean he couldn't go to sleep without his mama. He had to talk to her all the time. Has now said that he's changing his name to that man's name. Last name to that man's name. And he never wants to talk to his mother again. And you're going to tell me that there's, not, there's nothing wrong with that. And I shouldn't be worried about my daughter's safety. After all the things my daughter has experienced. They have done my daughter wrong right now every time i see her her hair is pulled back but i can see all the dreadlocks in her hair that's neglect they had nerves enough to have her ask me whether or not she could cut all her hair off because her hair is matted to her head do you understand that they just sent me an email. I've been requesting for my uh, documents from their medical evaluation that I was supposed to go to that they said they needed me to complete. So I completed it. This was way back in April. I completed it. Since then, I've been asking for a copy of that. They don't want to give me one. They don't want to give me any of the information that was there. But you know what they did do? They sent me an email that wasn't even from the document. It was her writing it. And they said that I'm a delusional racist or I'm a racist delusional. That I'm having delusional problems about racism that I'm experiencing and what they have been doing to me and my child because I'm black and she's white. You know, none of this stuff is happening. I'm delusional. I wake up every morning and I say to myself, you know what? I think I'm just going to go out there and have some freak fest. And dream up a cop stomping me on my face. Yeah? And dream of a guy marching down the road, call me nigger eight times in a row, and even said I should be hung. I don't even know who this man is. Following day, I'm going to 7-Eleven to get a cup of coffee before I get to the door. Here we go again, you stupid nigger bitch. But no, I've dreamed this up. Miss Jessica Wong, the social worker, was not being racist with me at all. 
when she said to me, after I said I'm going to report her racism towards me because she did not want to do her job, too, she took my baby based on the fact that I was black. And then she says, go ahead and report me. You better know how to spell my name. But hey, she wasn't calling me an ignorant nigga right there, was she? Not at all. Not at all. I haven't been told by cops after they beat me up out here and I go to the office to complain. Well, if I don't like the way, if you don't like the way you're being treated, get the fuck off our island. That's by cops here. Cops haven't deliberately not taken reports from me. Not filed reports about people doing things to me. They just don't file them. As a matter of fact, wait, the last time I had to call on Robert was about a month or two ago because he was trying to hit me with something. These fools actually told me they have absolutely no police reports about anything that that man had done to me and my child. They had none at all. Not a single one. But hey, they sure managed to um throw me in a cell. And I've never committed a crime. I got thrown in a cell because a lady beat me up. And I tried not to defend myself because I knew I was dealing with CPS. And I didn't want that going down there like that. But guess who ended up in jail for four days? Little old me. It was horrifying. I freaked out. Guess who they keep trying to arrest and set up? Me. I can't go anywhere. I can't do anything. I have to watch my back constantly. But I'm delusional about this all. I'm delusional about the six cops that showed up at my door. Big, huge, gigantic cops out of nowhere. While I was getting ready to eat dinner and watch a movie. Talking about they're going to kick my door in. Because I said I'm going to commit suicide. When I never said such a thing. Or never did such a thing. I'm just delusional that they beat me from head to toe, that they sprang both my ankles, both my knees, my lower back, both my wrist, and I had a black eye, and I had bruises in places I did, I, there was no way there should have been bruises and markings, there's no way there should have been, yeah, I'm delusional that that happened. I'm delusional that the hospitals refused to document those injuries. Yeah, I'm delusional. I'm delusional when the doctor tells me, hey, did you go get your medicine? And I say, what medication? I don't take medications. Well, the cops came in and brought you in and said you were mental. I said, yeah, but I don't take medicines. What did you give me? Boy, that man turned three shades of red and ran off. I'm delusional that that white cop stomped on my face with his boot. And then his his friend cop jumps on top of me and tries to pretzel tie me with his knee square dab in the middle of my chest. Hurting my rib cage. And was about to flip me over and do something else to me until another cop showed up and got him off of me.
Yeah? I'm delusional. I'm delusional that they took me to a hospital. And once again, had me drugged. Oh, and they put me through a CAT scan because he had stomped on my face. But that didn't happen. I'm delusional. I'm delusional that since today my baby has been gone, I've been attacked more times than I've ever been attacked in my life. And I mean, these people are really trying to hurt me, kill me, beat me in my head six times, split my head in six places, and broke my ribs. I'm delusional when I tell you that the nurse didn't want to touch my hair and have stuff moving around in my scalp because she refused to look at any of the other wounds in my hair. I don't even touch my hair. She said, ew. Poured a little water on my head. Said she'd be right back. Came back and just took a staple gun and started stapling my head. Pop, pop, pop. I said, ouch, that shit hurt. And she ran out the room. Came back with a release paper. Never did she once check any of the other parts of my hair. Never did they evaluate me to see if I had a concussion. Nothing. They gave me an x-ray. Found out my ribs were broken. Told me they can do nothing about it. Be careful how I cart. I cough or anything because they're broken away. That if I cough the wrong way. The splinter, a piece of it could splint off and shoot through my heart. That's what they told me. And then they sent me home. No pain medicine, no nothing. They just sent me home. With the first incident, the cops actually showed up to my house a day and a half later at midnight. Coming up my stairs like I can't hear them. I've already barricaded my door because I'm freaking out. I don't know what they've done to me and how it has happened. But I've read my constant. I'm lucky I had encyclopedias. I read the Constitution and the amendments and everything else in these two encyclopedias I have. So I know now I didn't have to open up my door. But they're coming up my flight of stairs when it's definitely light coming up that stairs with their flashlight draw, laughing and joking with other, practicing turning the light on quick. Flicking it on and off. Yeah? Then they're going to knock on my door and say, Miss Robinson, you want to open up and let us in? And I say, no. Most definitely not. Do you have a warrant? They said, come on, Miss Robinson. We've got your things for you. So what things? Oh, your socks, your shoes, your hat, and your glasses. Oh, you mean the things that should have been on my body? When you so-called apprehended me? Walking alone by myself, which magically were not on my body. And nobody knew where they were because they you didn't bring them anywhere with it. You had to go locate them. That's what guy at the desk said. They're still trying to locate your stuff. Yeah? How come you're trying to locate my shoes and socks and my glasses and my hat? What were you doing to me? Was it a WWE match? Were we like tag teaming off the fucking ropes? Because I don't remember any of it. Only thing I remember is I was walking home by myself, happily, whistling in the tune. I wasn't going near Robert's place because I didn't want anybody calling the cops or anything. So I walked all the way past the graveyard. And next thing you know, everything goes fucking black. Like somebody whacked me in my head. 
I wake up in the back of a cop car with cuffs on. Being forced to take medication I don't take. They have told so many lies that it's hard to keep up with them. And it's one lie after the next, after the next, after the next, to cover up what they have done. And then tell me the reason why things aren't working out is because I have a big mouth. Yeah? Actually send a man to me while I'm walking down the street by myself making my podcast on my other phone. And it's an empty road. And I know this man came out of the police station because there was nobody other place he could have came from. Rode up beside me and told me, you know what? You got a big fucking mouth. You might want to shut it up. I don't even know this man. Why would he walk up there and walk up to me and say that? Never met this man a day in my life. Why would he walk up to me and say that? Same thing with the little Caucasian man looking elderly who's walking through Chinatown kicking a taller Asian man's heels and the guy is trying to run and he looks, I guess he's pretending or he looks well scared. So I say, hey, dude, stop doing that. You can't do that to people. And he says, fuck you, you nigger bitch. You think you could take on the whole police department? I hadn't even spoken to anybody about what had happened to me. I hadn't even spoken to anybody about the thoughts that I was going to sue them for this. Not spoken to anyone. How the hell did he know that? Why in the hell did he say that to me? Yeah? Funny stuff, right? But I'm delusional about this racism. I'm delusional. I protect this one lady's kid because she left her baby, was always leaving her baby in the park late at night. The girl, same age as my daughter, about eight years old. I didn't think that was safe. So I said, come on, sweetie, you come with me. I'm going to go wash the clothes. Well, we're walking over there. We'll see if we see your parents. And then we'll walk back and see if we see them. Well, when we're walking back, here they come. Now you was leaving her in the park. It's eight o'clock at night. There are Five teenage boys there who are smoking weed and you leave your eight-year-old there. I don't know. I don't think that's appropriate. So I took the child with me. The mother wants to get upset and call me a gorilla nigga monkey bitch. But hey, I am delusional about the racism that I'm experiencing. These cops out here stalk me so much that I live in complete fear consistently. I try to listen to my music and and act like I'm, you know, trying to go about my day normally. But it's never normal. Yeah? I come home, I barricade my door. I jump at every sound. I flinch at the wind passing me. I'm terrified to leave my house. And when I leave it, I'm terrified to come back because I don't know where they're going to be staked out to do something else to me. 
walking home, I find all these poles tucked off into small sites, places that where you, like if you were walking past it and you wasn't paying attention, you would miss it and a person could clock you right over your head. But they're only found in the directions when I get close up to my house in the dark areas. Then I don't find them anywhere else. Just around my neighborhood and the areas that I come home. Yeah, but I shouldn't be worried, right? Shouldn't be worried at all. Let's take this on the chin. Laughed at me when they first took my daughter. Yeah. They didn't leave no notes. They didn't leave no messages. They didn't leave nothing in my house. Just left my house empty. So when I went down to the police station to ask, hey, you guys took my kid. You didn't leave me any messages and everything. Nothing. You also defrosted my fridge. My freezer of all its food. How come? Can you get me that lady's number? These cops literally told me. Nobody had been to my home. Nobody had been to my home since December 20th. No CPS officer, worker, or police officers. I said, can you please check again? One officer goes in the office, he checks, pretends to check. Another guy comes down, and they're in the office, and they're looking at each other, and look at me, and they start laughing, and look at them each other, and start laughing, and they come walking out. Same guy says, like I said, Miss Robinson, no police have been to your house since December 20th. How does that make you feel, Miss Robinson? Do you feel violent? Do you feel suicidal? How about homicidal? How does it make you feel, Miss Robinson? I tell him, sir, I don't think those questions are appropriate. I just want to find my daughter. He said, like I said, nobody's been there. They turn, walk away from me. Oh, wait, he did say he found those questions appropriate. Turn, walk away from me, laughing as they walk away. I have to walk all the way to Waikiki to try to find the guy who I was going to do work for to get the money that we needed. To at least turn on some phones after her father did what he did. Yeah? This guy says he never wants to talk to me again because for the first time in his life, his phone was stolen after I used it. He does the same thing every time he goes into a store. When he gets to the cashier, he takes the phone out of his pocket, he puts it on the top. Then he reaches back and he gets his wallet out of his pocket. And then he goes to hand the money. He said this time when he goes to hand the money... His phone just disappeared. He said whatever is around me and whatever's happening to me, he would like it to stay away from him. So don't ever talk to him again. So I walk myself down to the Waikiki police station and I asked the gentleman in there, hey, I think I got a file of missing persons report. Bear Tanya office tells me that no CPS has been to my home and my daughter's not there. So if no CPS has taken my daughter, then who did? Yeah? He says, let me check for you. He said, yeah, they're right. There's no uh, reports about CPS or HPD coming to your house, Ms. Robinson. I said, well, somebody came to my house. And since you guys are saying you didn't, I want to file a police report. 
He said, hold on one second. Let me go check something. So he goes into the office. Now they got this big, huge plane glass window that you can clearly see through. Within a minute, an Asian lady with her salad comes and sits behind him eating her salad. Right after that, a minute later, a large bus, Caucasian cop, comes out. Sits on the left-hand side of this gentleman. Tucked in the corner, off to the side, is an older Asian man with salt and pepper hair. He's telling them, the white guy did record, and the guy just starts saying things to get me angry. Right? Once I get upset, he'll come out and arrest me. This is what he's telling them to do to me. And I can hear him. So I say, you know, I think it's funny that, you know, back in September, when a guy tried to kidnap my daughter, a white gentleman, at 10 o'clock at night, you people didn't take a police report. You did nothing. Nothing at all. Okay? Now, this is a guy who tried to kidnap my child, a white gentleman. When her half-white-looking father takes her from her home, walks her down the Wong Ho Lane, slaps her around and throw her in the car with two random chicks. And we end up at Walmart having to call you once again. You take no reports. All the cops said was, oh, honey, you're going to be all right. You're with your mother now. Your mom looks like she'll protect you. You guys just go on home. That's all. Yep, but when I leave my daughter at home for five to six hours trying to earn money because none of your organizations out here would help me against this man and what he was doing or give us any type of protection, what? wait a minute, you guys make me write a full thing, full out paper on myself. Then ask me, what are my pills for in my house? Are they for any mental problems? And when I say, nope, they're all vitamins, you look down. Then your other cop paces through my house, telling me, oh, please tell me we get to arrest this one. I really want to put the cuffs on this one. I really love to get this one in the back of my car. Eight times. He said it eight times. So many times that my daughter jumped in my lap and said, Mommy, are they going to take me from you? He tried to convince my daughter to tell him to go pick her up some McDonald's. He kept saying, I had only a loaf of bread in my refrigerator. That's all I had in there. Which was so not the truth. But see how the truth works out here in Hawaii? Is... As long as your buddy, whoever it is, the doctor, the lawyer, will back up your story, what I'm saying is automatically a lie. One, because I'm black. And two, because they got to cover up their dirt. Because it's larger, it's larger than you think. This whole ordeal that's going down. 
It isn't just happening to me. It hasn't just happened to just me. You come to Honolulu, look around, walk the streets, see how many of them are mothers and fathers who are now doped up and drugged out due to CPS and their abuse and the abuse of their children that they could not protect. You come out here and you see it. Because it's all over the place. They do anything to try to shut me up. Arresting me. Left. Giving me. Giving. Mailing me tickets. They mailed me a ticket. Three tickets. For something I did not do. This is after me being told. Oh, we're just gathering information about anybody who comes out here to around the homeless. And I go, well, I come to feed my friend that I've known for a long time and give him some money. So I'm not doing anything. I'm just dropping off some money and food to him. Oh, yeah, well, I'm not issuing you a ticket. I just need your information. Three days later, I get three citations. Apparently, I magically built a tent on the side of the road, a large one. Um, and at the same time, while I was building that tent, I was lying down on that road. And uh, I didn't have any permits. But I have a permit. So why was I doing that? Oh, wait, it's because I wasn't. Yeah? See, what they're trying to do is they're trying to build a criminal record for me. Because I've never had a criminal record. Because I've never done anything. I've never been, to, I haven't been fond of the police since I was nine. When in CPS, my first cop who came to pick me up from my foster home where I was being molested, put handcuffs on me, slapped me in my face, and told me that I ought to be grateful that anybody wants my black ass. And besides that, you can't rape the willing. That was my first encounter. That, that was one of the, wow. And I was only nine. The next encounter would be a white cop pulling his gun on me and telling me he should shoot me because there would be one less nigger to deal with. But wait a minute, folks. Here we go again. I'm just delusional. I'm a delusional racist. So new, new stuff, man, new stuff. I didn't even know that was, I didn't even like really, I wake up every morning and I go, you know what? I want to dream up some racist crap for myself. <laughs> oh, this shit's in my head. None of this shit has happened. They want me now to have medication. To be taking medication. Because I'm a delusional. Racist person. Uh, how do you say it? Now, this is not the first time somebody's tried to call me delusional. When they sent me to sent Care Hawaii. One of their workers over here. This lady Maria. Is going to tell me. After I tell her the whole story about what's been going down. Including the burns on my kid. The slap marks on her face. The dreadlocks in her hair. The, she's super hungry all the time. Or she's super sleepy all the time. All of that. Yeah? 
You know what she says to me? She doesn't think I live in the realm of reality. Therefore, she believes that I should go take myself to a mental hospital. I said, how am I living in the realm of reality? What are you talking about? And you do know if I go and check yourself into a mental hospital, um, that's me volunteering to give up my rights and they can do anything with me. And I'm not doing that because everything I said happened exactly the way I said it. Well, you see, that's what I'm talking about. I don't think you live in realm. You know what, lady? So I broke out my phone, the recorder, and boy, you see how quick she started covering her face and changing her words. Then they sent me to one of these Karen Hawaii doctors, which they're trying to send me to again. And this man offered me electroshock therapy. Like straight up. He even made fun of me. Because, you know, when you fill out the forms, it asks you what race you are. And I'm going, that doesn't make sense to me in my brain. Because isn't there only one race, like the human race? So I write, human race. So he says, so what do you like to be referred to as, Miss Robinson? Are you Mexican? Are you black? Oh, wait, hold on. I know what you are. You like to be described as human. Yeah? Right before he offered me electroshock therapy. But none of this shit has happened. This is all in my head. I'm delusional. But that's one is famous. CPS is famous for that. Me having grown up in their system, been there, was there when I was four, uh, emancipated from, from there, and what they did to me after that with my first daughter was hell on earth. Yeah? Because they set that up deliberately. And they did it. Yeah. And when I called for those records. Magically that area had been flooded. But all my life dealing with CPS. What they do when a kid. Complains about sexual or physical. Or whatever kind of abuse. What they start saying is the kid has a mental problem. Or the kid has behavior problems. And then they get them drugged up on something. And then when it's time to go to court, the kid can't speak up for themselves because they're doped. And there they go getting away with it again. Twenty-six different abusive foster homes before I was nineteen. My daughter in CPS. A year and seven months now. Eight homes. Yeah? Eight homes. Each one abusive. They all, I only know about three of them. The one that she was found emaciated at where they made her sleep on the floor like a dog. Um, and the one where the foster parents uh, flipped me off um, asked if they could straighten my baby's hair um, and then had my baby come and ask me how would I feel if they just skipped off to Vegas with my daughter. My phone that had the recordings of my daughter saying this to me 
with the social worker sitting there and the social worker laughing it off. And then two weeks later, they had the emergency remove my daughter from this home. Because guess what? They had sold their home and was moving to Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. The next home is the home that burnt all my baby's skin off of her top right leg. Said she knocked the cup onto herself. After she carried that scolding hot cop from the counter to the table and put it in front of the air conditioner, but she did not burn her hands at all. No burns on her hands. Just burnt off all the skin on one leg. Then they told her to go clean it off. Wash herself off in the bathroom. Yeah. And that bathroom that she went to only produced scalding hot water. But my kid is magical once again. The scalding hot water doesn't get anywhere else on her body. Except for in that one area on her leg. Because it was a magical faucet, too. <laughs> yeah? No, they showered her to get rid of the evidence of what their 15-year-old boy did. That's what they did. They burnt her to shut her up. My kid had never experienced pain. Not until CPS. That gives them control now because she's more fearful of the pain and suffering of being slapped, of being hit, of being molested, of being burnt, of being not fed. But all of this is all right because I'm black and I live in Hawaii. And like the L'Oreal Michael Green said, hey, haven't you been in a mental hospital before? You don't got any proof. Nobody's going to believe you. And you ain't got enough money to get anybody to help you fight. He was right. Because people out here don't want to know. And they don't want to hear about it. They don't give a damn. Especially when you black. When you black and you bring it up. And you bring up the racism and the things that they're doing to you out here. People shun you and say, oh no, we can't be racist. This is the melting pot. Yeah, my ass. My ass. Okay? This is the most racist place you could ever fucking be. And if you black and you a female and you single and you on and you strong, bitch, they coming for you. The women will call CPS and lie on you for your kids to fuck with you because they mad because they ugly boyfriend looked at your booty. With the one girl, Miss Danette, call CPS on me and lie on me because she thought that I was fucking her 70-year-old man. And she let me know she was going to call CPS on me and make sure I get my baby taken away from me. Because she thought I was fucking her 70-year-old man. Right on. The girl Tisa and her friend, over $40, call CPS and lie on me. The old gay guy, Woody, that I used to have watch my kid when I would leave, called CPS and lied on me. 
her own father called CPS and lied on me. And God knows who's else. Because apparently my kid was too happy and too well behaved and too many people did not like that. They assumed I must be beating her or something because, hey, that's what they do to their kids out here. They pick them up by their hair and shake them when they're four years old. I watched a woman beat her black Filipino child that she supposedly adopted. Beat this girl senseless. Drag her around the house by her hair. Then throw her out the front door and make, tell her she got to sleep out there for the night. Now that same girl is being molested by the rich black man that the woman married. CPS won't do anything about it. Because they got money. And she's black. So it's all right. It's all right. That's how that works out here. Pedophiles out here are real smart. They know that all they got to do is pick their prey, get CPS and law enforcement involved, pay them off to get what they want. Now they got they now they have their newly trained pet. And they'll try to shut me up. They keep trying to shut me up and make me not say nothing about it. But I'm trying to tell you, Hawaii is the largest pedophile state you will ever be in. When I say it's 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 like embedded so so well that people would deliberately turn an eye to it, it's that deep. When I tell you that the pedophiles are that are in that much out here, that big of a group out here, I mean it. They are bold with their shit too. Shit, only in Hawaii can a consent age for sex be 14 and a consent age for uh, consent be 16. I know a 35-year-old man who dates a 16-year-old girl. Yep. Yep. That's how it works out here. You can be 35. Get yourself a 16-year-old girlfriend. Woohoo! Because she's legal. Especially if mom and dad approve. Only here in Hawaii can you come out here and be a pedophile and join anybody's family and become Hanai family. If you bring you the money and you got the food and you helping the family out. Oh, go see on Uncle Joe's laps. You talk about the first thing pop up. Yeah? Oh, don't worry. You lie down. You lie down your whole steel. You know we need money. Yeah, it's going to be one, two, one, two, three, pop. They're done already. Then we have money. You take your shopping. You just lie down, be quiet. but I'm the one who's crazy, right? And every time I 
talk about it. Somehow they start trying to arrest me or put me in the mental hospital and say that there's something wrong with me. There is nothing wrong with me. Because I can tell you every last detail of everything that it has happened to me and my child since the day they got a hold to her. I can tell you what was happening before they took her. How every time me and my daughter would come up in the morning and get up and I get ready to take her down there to that Lincoln school. The cops would be down in front of my apartment building waiting. As soon as I would come down, they would start the car and start following us. They did it so much, my daughter pointed it out. I was trying to ignore it at first, but then my daughter said, Mom, why do these cops keep following us? And I said, I have no idea, baby. My neighbor lives down, that used to, she moved now, in nine down below me. She had to point it out, because one night I'm standing out there with her, smoking a cigarette, because I wasn't smoking in my house, because my baby was here. I go down there and smoke a cigarette, she's down there, me and her are talking, and she sees Two cop cars come by within five minutes of each other and drive past us really, really slow. And she goes, well, that's unusual. I said, what do you mean? She goes, I've been living here for like 30 years. I've never seen cops coming through doing that. I said, really? She said, no. As soon as she says no, here comes two more. Very slowly creeping past she and I. And she looks at me and I go, yeah, I think it's me. I'm not sure because I've never done anything wrong, but that seems like it was me. And she goes, oh, okay, bye. And she never spoke to me again. Everybody. That I used to babysit for and take care of their kids and get up in the middle of the night and fly down to the other side of town to pick up their children because they were having breakdowns and couldn't handle dealing with them. Every last person, including the kids that went to my daughter's school, including the principals, every last one of them turned their backs on me. Every last person who knew me as a good parent and who knew that I took, I'd taken anybody's, I'd help anybody, too. Every last one of them all suddenly didn't know my name. Wouldn't even answer the phone. If their kids would try to say hi to me, they'd tell their kids, don't, 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 and pull them away. All of a sudden, after they took my daughter, this was taking place. Just all of a sudden. And it's continuing and continuing on. I'm trying to stay out of Dodge into court until the court date. Yeah. Because they were following me again. They call themselves being smart. Yeah. They're going to give me this phone and say that it's for my uh, parenting class calls. And that's the only time I can use it. Right. I guess they assumed that I would keep it on my person. And I did at first until me and my friend were in his car and we're driving around. And he's like, kind of funny how, how come every time we seem to turn the corner, there's a cop? 
I said, you want to take me home so I can drop off this phone? Because we drove, we drove almost halfway to Pearl City. And that continued. So I had him drive me back and dropped off the phone. And guess what? It stopped. Like that. But hey. I'm just making this shit up. You know, my imagine, I have, I have just the wildest imagination. I'm delusional. I got mental problems. After all this shit, yeah, I might have some now. I might have some serious mental problems. I'm scared to fucking go outdoors half the time. I don't know who's going to call me nigga, monkey, gorilla, bitch, threaten to hang me, beat me, stomp on my face out of the blue. Yell at me about me taking on the whole police department. Call me a stupid, dumb black bitch. I don't know who's going to start next. Breaking in my house. Doing things in my house to try to set my house up to look like a drug house. This went on for three months. I did not know. Because they had scouts that would watch me when I leave. And then they'd wait there. And when one of them saw me come back, they'd phone in so that everybody that was in my house could clear out. But hey, I'm crazy. None of this is happening. And I have been eating it all by myself. Because I have no family. I have no one with me or around me. So it would be relatively easy to chalk me up to a lunatic and a crazy person and jail me and whatever else you want to do. Relatively fucking easy. Because nobody's going to miss me. I'm non-existent. I'm a number on a Manila, Manila envelope. In a CPS office. Still. They have a saying about being CPS. Once you are part of CPS. You forever part of CPS. They gonna always be in your life. One way or another. They've always been in my life. They've always been terrorizing me. They are not the monsters under the bed. They are not the monsters in the closet. Those monsters are nice. They are the monsters that have badges and come and sweet talk your children and implant stories like my mommy's a grave robber. She goes to the graves to pick up iron pots and pins, clean them up and resell them to people. That's how my money, mommy makes money. I let my baby play on glass window shields that had sharp shards in them. Yep. That's what I did. Let my daughter go. Are you serious? This, what's happening to me, this is big. This is dirty. This has happened to too many and so many. 
and no one pays attention to Hawaii or what's happening out here. And they're all hand in hand in the dirt. So you can't get nobody to help you. Because they're all in the dirt. The lawyers, the doctors, the judges, the nurses. The one nurse that I saw the time I brought my daughter in, I ain't never seen that nurse there again. And I go to the hospital all the time because I have asthma. You know, I ain't never seen that nurse there ever again. And it was the same nurse that drugged me the night the cops did whatever they did to me. Never seen her again. Found that rather too funny. And they always like to say, I got a mouth. Yeah, I got a mouth. This is what's been happening to me. This is what's been happening to my life. And whether you like it or not, I am important and I am relevant. And just because you don't like my black ass. And because my vagina gives birth to white babies that you want as your fuck toys. Doesn't mean that you get to just do shit to me and get away with it. But apparently, I live in Hawaii, and yes, they can. I'm a nigger. I have no rights. I'm just that nigger. That nigger gorilla monkey bitch. Send people to threaten me. To tell me stories about how they'll take you up to a pig farm. And push you into the pig pen. Yeah? That's what they send people to tell me stories about. Or how about how they'll um, send a, a senator, whatever his name, whatever he is, to tell me, do you know what HPD does with people that they think they can't control? Such as me, controlling me about what they've done to me. They find ways to make it seem like that person's mental. And what they'll do is eventually they'll catch up with you somehow. And the next thing you know, you'll end up in the mental hospital and they'll make sure to get you lost in the paperwork. So nobody will know you're there. Yep, that's what the man told me. Hey, and that's what they've been trying to do. They couldn't re make the criminal record thing stick. Because I don't commit any crimes. I don't do anything. So that's not going to, That's that one just wasn't going to fly very well. On to the mental. Can't make her go missing because she talks to too many people. Too many people look forward to seeing her and say hello to her and she sits down and she helps them. So can't make her just go missing. Can't chalk her up to a transient prostitute. So we're going to make her mental. Discredit her completely. And that's how we're going to get away with this.